Oh, we got a voicemail. Um, I don't know who it's from or for what show, so let's just listen to it. Hey, what's up? I'm a new uh, listener. I'm just uh, starting to check your show out. I heard about it through uh, the Cannabis Agenda. And I was curious, since you guys kept in somewhat contact with them, if you, I mean, I'm not jumping one show from the other, but did you know what's going on with them, if they've changed where they put their shows or something happened to them, if they got raided or something or speaking their mind? Whatever it is, uh, would you get back to me somehow or just speak about it on your show? I'd greatly appreciate it. All right. Peace and pot. Peace and pot to you as well, brother. Um, I don't know how much they... I talked to them a little bit here and there. I don't know how much they want out on the internet, but let's just say sometimes a podcaster gets to that point in his life where he knocks up his wife or his girlfriend, and then he has to raise a kid. And I tell you what, I wouldn't want to have to raise a kid and a podcast at the same time. That would just be... Shut up and stop crying! Daddy's doing a show! Fuck! Like, could you imagine trying to... I don't know. I think that's a common occurrance anymore, you know? Yeah. Have you ever seen some out-of-control kids in the they grocery don't, they store? They don't sound And instead of the room. mom or the parents, like, I, I mean, I don't remember specifically, but I, I see parents in, like, nagging their kids in public places. Yeah, yeah. No, stop it. Stop it. I used I to said, get the look. stop it. Now stop! Oh yeah, that the look, look that you said, knocked if you it embarrass the fuck me, off. If you embarrass me, when we get out to the car, you're riding home in the fucking trunk. Like right. the look, and then, I, sorry, mom, yeah. mother, sorry, mother. Yeah, apologies, mother highest. <laughs> yeah, kids today, no respect. But um, yeah, I don't know. I used to like the the cannabis agenda. Those guys had a good show format going, and sometimes you just it's, it's hard to keep things going. It's expensive. To do these shows and keep them running smoothly. Uh, are you ready? Are we? Are we good? Yeah, we've oh, been okay. recording. Oh well, shit. we're like five minutes into the show already. Well, let's play an intro. On the seventh day. <laughs> The terrors of tripping on time. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! The tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. What's up, everybody? It's Saturday, June 23rd, 2012, episode 121 of The Hotbox. My name is Matt. My name's Ian. And this is it, your weekly visit with us and discussion. You can call us live if you'd like, 406-204-4687. We got a subreddit over at hotboxpodcast.com slash subreddit. Uh, add some stories, vote them up and down, and we will get them worked into the show. Good stuff. We got a chat room over at hotboxpodcast.com slash live you can watch and also shoot us comments that way fake nick ed bland just hanging out so uh let's start with (laughs) there is a while ago we had uh some guys on the show from reefer rhetoric and uh the hell's the other one called cannabis uh i can't even remember right now but they, they're only doing one show right now because they kind of got in a little fight like say me and you just got into it over politics or something and you were like well fuck you then i'm i'm done with this yes so, call you're live on the hot box what's up calls already look at this hello caller hello how yes how are you caller I'm fine. How are you? We're well. Do you have? You're a, well. We are well. Do you have a comment on on something we've discussed so far? <laughs> As we we just went on the air. You just went on the air. Yep. Are you and, calling? But the, I heard your podcast was about um, fibromyalgia. That was a topic we were going to discuss. Oh, yes, yes. Um. Let's just get right into it then. Okay, so there was another study that came out, and we've been seeing this here and there, that uh, the more people actually are allowed to study cannabis, uh, they're finding that it is really sufficient for a whole bunch of other things that they never even thought. 
And uh, fibromyalgia just happens to be one that was recently in the news. Uh, they're saying that the standard treatments for fibromyalgia are mostly, you know, here's some pills, here's here's this. Maybe well, they let's go ask to the caller. What yes. uh, um, since you've been diagnosed with fibromyalgia, what is the what what do the doctors do for you for your condition? I mean, for for specifically fibromyalgia. Well, that differs on what they want to do and what they do do. Um, what they want to do is put me on a whole cocktail of um, pills that the side effects are so horrible that I would rather put up with the pain than take their cocktail of pills. So they give me painkillers, but what happens is the painkillers exacerbate. Um, they help for a little while, but then the pain comes back twice as bad. And uh, for anybody that doesn't know, fibromyalgia is a chronic condition that uh, causes widespread pain, fatigue, headaches, sleep disturbances, uh, amongst other symptoms. Um, And almost 3% of people, uh, it affects up to 3% of the people um, in the United States, and it's more common among women. Um, So... Uh, and mostly, do you think that it's uh, definitely sleep disturbances and the widespread pain, fatigue? I mean, those are all things that uh, th- there's definitely a medication for each one of those. But like you said, it's a cocktail of different things. Like, does your doctor want to prescribe something for each symptom? Like, uh, here's something for pain. Here's something. Well, for and sleep. honestly, though, how long that only works for so long? Because the the longer you take it, or the higher doses you take it, you're building up a tolerance. So they're eventually going to reach a ceiling where they, like, they have to find a new modality of treatment. Or oh yeah, but there's there's always new things coming out. So right. you can just float along in the tide and take the new pills as they come out. The problem being, like I said, is the side effects. Right, and a lot of this oh. new stuff isn't hasn't been studied that long, or at least not on humans. No, you're and pretty much a guinea pig. You're the test. You're like a beta tester. Right, right. On, a lot on, of the drugs. All these pills. So that and so they they give me painkillers, and my metabolism, what it does with my painkillers, instead of help me sleep, it gives me a jolt of energy. So that's where cannabis comes in. I can smoke some cannabis. And I can sleep. Do you find that to be one of the more difficult things on the prescriptions that you're given is to get quality rest? Oh, absolutely. You know, one thing you take and you get strange dreams, so that keeps you uh, um, in and out of a, a sound sleep that you need. When, and the wiki here says it's not just restricted to pain. I mean, like you said, the fatigue, sleep disturbance, joint stiffness, bowel, bladder abnormalities, numbness, tinging, cognitive dysfunction. I mean, there, there's a huge list of, of what. And I couldn't imagine them trying to tailor like a specific, you know, set of pills, let alone just one pill for one symptom. You're, you're then dealing with interactions between them. Mm-hmm. Each person is different, so they're going to handle it differently. It, it seems like right. if they could find something like cannabis and, and, and study how that's working, and it seems so far to be working amazingly. And we have this day, it's one in 10 people that have fibromyalgia that are patient are using cannabis. Right. And, and like today, my fibromyalgia is so fired up, I can't stand for very long, I can't lay down for very long, I can't sleep for very long, um, or sit for very long because... It is just so fired up, and <clears throat> I've taken my normal course of, of painkillers and took edge off, but there's nothing more that they can do. Do you find it, uh, what do you think about the, the fact that it says that 10% of fibromyalgia patients uh, seek out the use of marijuana or cannabis to uh, help with their symptoms. Is that something that you are surprised that that many people, or do you think that more fibromyalgia patients should seek that out? Or, I mean, like how more don't? I'm guessing that number is a lot higher, but because of how certain doctors can be, I bet only. 
ten percent are reporting it or whatever the sure a lot of them are self medicating. I would imagine on the black market. So. Yeah. I would imagine so because Absolutely. I mean there's there's these networks right and people that have like diseases tend out especially nowadays to go online and they find other people and it's only a matter of time before that seed so to speak gets planted and people are like ooh did you hear that ooh did you hear I tried this and this works really well did you hear and pretty soon you know you have the the people that have the disease doing more research and testing than the doctors themselves, which I find interesting. One of the oh, wa- absolutely. One of the warnings, or this is uh, uh, this someone saying, is that uh, while self-medicating with cannabinoids uh, may provide some pain relief for fibromyalgia patients, we caution against general use of illicit drugs until health and uh, psychosocial, yeah, psychosocial issues. Uh, risks are confirmed. And so is what he's talking about is that uh, he says that patients who use marijuana are, are more likely to have unstable mental illness, to seek opioid painkiller drugs, and to be unemployed. And so but is what well, you're what saying... the problem is, is with fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, things like that, is the depression that comes along with it. You can only hurt for so long and keep a positive attitude, and then you sink into a depression... So that's some of what they mean. Well, and maybe not. No, that's, that's very it's, it's spin. It's I mean, so that brings on a whole new set of pills. Right. And that's and that's I mean, this is how some of these doctors like to spin this. You know, it's it's the chicken or the egg. You know, is it the cannabis causing depression or is it the fact that you have this this condition that is on a daily basis draining you? Well, and how are you cherry picking out of that data set? Like, are you right. saying that everybody that has fibromyalgia that smokes pot will eventually seek pills because I'm pretty sure everybody that has fibromyalgia is already on mm-hmm. pills. So it's, but they can pick that data set out and say, look, a hundred or 90% are, you know, showing right. this, this behavior. And, and how it says that, you well, know, well, the problem really is finding a doctor that, um, prescribed cannabis. Right. It, and like you were saying, is that what the doctors want to do is they want to put you on a cocktail of pills, which which includes painkillers. And so this physician here that's talking on this article is is kind of, I mean, he's being redundant. Of course you're seeking painkillers because he's giving them to you. Right. And then, you know, uh, to be unemployed, well, I don't know about... Um, everybody that has this condition, but isn't it very difficult to maintain a, a nine to five kind of job? Well, if I you're mean, in constant pain like that, and that pain is draining well, you, well, for me, it's impossible. Right, absolutely impossible. And is I, I, do you want to work? I mean, if you if you had the option, I mean, if you felt better, would you would you want to you know reimmerse yourself in the in the working world? Oh, absolutely. You you mean you don't just enjoy sitting at home all the time you and go stir not have crazy, right? Right. I would lose my mind. You know, and that's one of the things right. that I and, don't. And that's and so you find creative ways to keep yourself busy. If you don't, you will lose your mind. Right. So, um, no, I would much rather be in the workforce than be sick. Yeah. Do you think, find uh, that you would be able to focus more and work better on the cannabis as opposed to being on the pain pills all day? Like, are you more focused? Well, not me personally, no. Um, but uh, I can't focus with the pain pills either. I am more relaxed with cannabis. So it would depend on the job, I guess, right, really. Right, right. Yeah, I just could I see some people that. that that would would go down that path for a while and then just not be able to keep their attention on any one thing long enough to do the job. But then when they smoke the cannabis, it kind of calms that down and brings you not necessarily a tunnel vision, but brings you more in touch with the reality that's immediately around you. Well, instead you're of just not being off in la la land, pain. right? All it, I mean, it helps take your mind off of it. Fight pain all day, every day. And it's exhausting. Is it is it is it body wide or is it in a, is it in acute locations or is it you know is is it a, a like yes. what kind of pain is it is it a throbbing is it a you know what I'm saying or is it like oh my yes. my elbows hurt today or is it like no I, my entire fucking body hurts today and every day well, yeah yes that's all true um, some days it's the entire body. 
sometimes it could be your left side, sometimes it could be your right side. Maybe today is just your back and your neck. On a good day. Maybe today is just your feet and your thighs. I, uh, I don't really the, the, a lot of times when when uh, cannabis is being discussed with health topics like this you know it's it's always spun around to make it seem like cannabis might be causing some of the you know like the unemployment well it's it's patients who used marijuana were more likely to be unemployed well is it because of the marijuana or is it because their condition has progressed so far that they can't work and they've sought out other methods of relief? You know, like uh, well, blaming that on cannabis is ridiculous. But most times they go into those studies with a, a mind frame, a mindset that this is what we want to accomplish with this study. So they're going right. to take the evidence or the lines of evidence that most get them to that goal. Which makes the oh, whole absolutely. study worthless. And which, which, re- what really kills me is they would um, rather me be on narcotics that kill my liver and my kidneys. Yep. How how yeah, many it, how many different prescriptions would they like you to be on? Like, if you went into the doctor and said, "All right, you know what? We're gonna do it your way. Give me whatever you think's best." Like, how many prescriptions do you think that they would give you? Um, right now, they would put me on three different ones, for just just for the fibromyalgia. On top of the the antidepressants I take, uh, yeah. So so and, four total. Yeah, that would be just for the the fibromyalgia. Yeah. Okay, and then treating the subset of other symptoms from there, each with you yeah. Know, do you think they would prescribe something to counteract mix. a side effect? You know, like a, a nausea thing or something to help you sleep, or you know, I mean, if yeah, because she's saying oh, you're, you get up and you take it's, your it's base. A, it's a little, co- it's a little, it's a little cocktail. Like you, you might be put on Lyrica or something like that for the depression and the pain, and then they have an, another one and another one. Um, so. And each one is this just will, like dollar this signs. Sleep. This will help you get up in the morning and get going. How much? How much uh, money would those prescriptions cost if you were to pay for them out of pocket every month? Well, Lyrica itself would probably—I'm not really sure on my statistics—but I would say it would be upward of two hundred a month. And that's just one of the four or five prescriptions that they'd be giving you, right? And so it'd probably be safe to say that your monthly prescription bill would be five, six hundred dollars. Oh yeah, if you didn't have insurance. At least, yeah. if you didn't have insurance, right? Right. right. Is there and any is you, there any part of this that your insurance doesn't cover? Like, is there anything to do with your, with well besides the cannabis? <laughs> right. I mean, is there anything else like you know can, is physical therapy an option or is there any preventative or or any you know uh, uh, well that depends on your insurance really okay um well some insurance care some insurances cover physical therapy some don't and the physician that you see does he know about your cannabis use if you say that again please the the physician that you're seeing does he i mean is he aware of your cannabis use and what does yeah. what is his opinion on that? Or I mean, what does what is what's his? He frowns on that. Does he frown on it? Yeah. Is he really uh, vocal about it each time you see him to try and get you to stop, or does he just kind of has he come to terms that you're not going to, and he has to just deal? Well, given my personality, he has come to terms with it, <laughs> right? but you know he he worries about it you know it's like um does he worry about he, you or himself though like what's he really worried about no me you know he worries about me um but he worries about me on all the drugs i'm on even the narcotics that he prescribes he um mets those out very carefully to control those so i don't get addicted or overdosed or whatever that um, and he knows, and he's told me this. The painkillers tend to make it worse after a while. Are you careful with your with the cannabis and like how much to make sure you don't overdose or, or get too addicted to it or anything like that? Cannabis. I've never known anybody to overdose on cannabis, but um, absolutely. 
It's interesting you know? how they, they are really overzealous about certain things that they probably shouldn't be, but then things that, you know, they should really be worrying about, they're kind of just like, whatever. Right, and and the likelihood of me getting um, addicted to my painkillers, my narcotics, is so much higher than the likelihood of me getting addicted to cannabis. Right. It's, so It's just phenomenal, phenomenally different. So it seems overall that if you have fibromyalgia, that, that this would be, depending on, you know, your mental state, this this could be a good course of action for you. Get on some cannabis and try it. I would recommend people to try it, at least. Right. I, I just say be careful just because some people's mental states, if they're over-anxious, sometimes cannabis doesn't have that calming effect, and they could really whip themselves well, into a little... really need to go into a dispensary that knew what they were doing. There are some right. cannabis that I can't smoke can... because it makes me nervous. So Yeah, and they can even I maybe have... find a strain for you that is less nerve-wracking or... Right, right. It does, it does no good for me to... to um, have it and then make it... And have, make it, it make me tense. Or paranoid. That's, that defeats the purpose. So it's just finding one that works. And most of, well, not most, but some of the, the dispensaries, um, the people are really good at that. And that's what I would look for. And how would you how would you look for a dispensary that knew what they were talking about compared to one that, you know what I mean? Like what, like what are your what are your telltale signs when you are bars going, on the window? Yeah, I mean, like how do you like? Let's say, yeah. let's say you're a fibromyalgia no. patient. I would and, <laughs> on the window. No, I would just go in and start asking questions. And um, let's say, let's say there's somebody that uh, has fibromyalgia that hasn't used cannabis that for what some reason they are are listening to the show because they're curious and like what uh, from your position, what what would be like a couple good questions to ask? If you were to go into a dispensary as a uh, soon-to-be uh, first-time or revisiting cannabis use, like what what would be some questions that you would ask a dispensary to make sure that they would be able to provide a type of cannabis that was going to be beneficial instead of counterproductive? Well, first, um, knowing your own your own body is really important. Um, so, like, I can go in and I can, I can, I would explain the situation. This is what I have. I need something calming, and um, what you know, just what can you tell me about the different strains? You know, is then, is one going to is it one going to make me happy? Is one going to make me mellow? Is one going to you know, so you would just have to ask. And say my body reacts a little bit differently, so let's start at the most calming that you have. I think you though could go in and once you start talking to them, just even having a conversation about you know their dispensary. I think you can kind of tell fairly quickly that yeah, that man, like yeah, exactly. You should check this one out because it's like right. super potent, man. You you can it's tell so I stony. Right. I mean, maybe yeah, you won't be able to get off the couch to even potent, like. I would probably turn around and walk out. And if That's you're not, not familiar with it maybe I mean that you would know. that's your stereotype right right you know if, if, I, if I went to you know I was like dude this is just the best chronic right if he like, starts yeah, out each sentence with leaving. dude <laughs> yeah dude but like what do you mean you don't want it man? if they use dude first more than twice first one's free bruh <laughs> yeah first one's yeah, free right? man. if they start I'm with dude and end with bra when you start pulling that stuff it's like excuse me like I'm I have a real medical lady. condition. I am not bra. here to yeah, bra. bra. I'm not here to <laughs> right, get you know, stoned. I'm here to make it through the next miss, day. But, exactly. You know. So, but I think um, and and doing your research is important. You can also get on the internet. There are tons of books out there that are just excellent. Is there one that you um, recommend? But, pardon me. Is there one that you recommend? Um. No, not really. I think there's a lot of good books out there, though. Okay. Well, yeah. Google it. Yeah. Well, thanks for... Right. 
calling in. I think that uh, I think that everybody appreciates hearing um, from when we talk about things like this, hearing from somebody that's actually on the front lines with something. Yeah, that's cool. Specifically, anonymous callers of, just being like, "Hey, I have this." Yeah, that's instead awesome. of instead yeah. of just uh, you know taking our word for it. Yeah, don't take know. our word and, for it. <laughs> and and I'm I'm not I'm not a young kid. So. Well, thank um, you, early to middle-aged anonymous caller, ma'am, miss. <laughs> no, we, we appreciate the call, dude. <laughs> yeah, All right. Later, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys can call us anonymously at 406-204-4687, of course. That was interesting. That's, that's, I couldn't imagine like what that would be like to have. I've heard it described as like at the cellular level, you're just on fire. Sometimes, like at its worst, I I don't know. Can you imagine your doctor trying to give you four or five different prescriptions, and then like here, take all these prescriptions, and then you're like, well, you know, I've been smoking some cannabis. I like to think, and then have him be like, oh, really? Hold on. Well, you can't have this one or that one now. Now I'm kind (laughs) of worried about you. Like I wouldn't be so worried about you on these five five narcotic drugs. But six hundred dollars or eight hundred dollars a month, I could find myself a better treatment than what I would get, you know, at the doctor's office. Like, I don't know. Right. I just feel like that's, I, I mean, I'm, I can handle the mental, I can handle the physical. I mean, what else really, I mean, well, unless you're getting to like particular organs failing or something, right, I like to think right. I can handle most things, but who and, knows? I, and like she was saying is that it's it's the kind of the chicken or the egg thing. Yeah. Do you know talking about the mental illness or the you know the seeking opioid painkillers? Like, well, <laughs> what came first? You know, yeah. is it the condition? I is like it the, the last paragraph here, and it's a quote. They say physicians should be alert to potential negative mental health issues in fibromyalgia patients using illicit drugs for medical purposes. Some herbal cannabis users may be dishonestly using a fibromyalgia diagnosis to justify self-medicating with illegal drugs. Right? I'm oh. in pain, and I'm I'm using that to justify my drug use. Isn't, but I just think on the other side, would it? you fake something a little less? Like I mean, like fibromyalgia? Really? You're male and in your 30s. I don't think so. I don't think you can fake fibromyalgia. Is there, there's probably yeah. definitive no, tests you, that say you, you have it or don't. Yeah, absolutely. I think is what she's trying to say in that paragraph, though, is that people that have fibromyalgia use that diagnosis to justify using whatever drugs they want to. Right, okay. Which, uh, is that really, do you really have to justify it if it's the facts? Like, if you have this condition, like... But if you... If you wanted to just fake your way into a card, like, you wouldn't pick fibromyalgia. You would go with something like vague lower back pain or some shit, you know? Right. Well, to fake your way into a card, I bet you it's also referring to how fibromyalgia patients use other drugs, too, like heroin and, uh, you know, other other illicit substances. That's right. They didn't say marijuana. Right. Just illicit substances. But... I'm just saying, like, are you really? Do you really have to justify it if you have that condition? Right. If you actually are, you, have are it. you really having to justify your drug use, or are you just using drugs to feel better about right. life? You Which know what is, I mean. I mean, like, why does anybody use drugs? You're just trying to feel better about life. Well, there's right? a bunch I mean, of different reasons people well, yeah, use drugs, but, but it all can be boiled down to trying to feel. Why better. is it that when you have a a, a a diagnosed health condition that you're having to justify drug use? Other than what the drugs that your doctor is giving you, like sure. you don't have to justify those drugs. Those go with that saying. would be illicit or illegal if you didn't have the prescription. If you didn't have the prescription, those are just as illegal or as illicit as right. heroin it's or piece other of paper that legalizes it right. for you. And so, like, what? Why is it? Why I just hate how some of these people like to uh, spin this to make it seem like like rationalize it so I feel better. These poor <laughs> sick people, you know, that are that are just. They're they're using illicit drugs and and they should only be using the drugs that we sell them. Like, don't use other people's illicit drugs, just the ones that we can sell you, because they're legal. Because we can write you a prescription and we make money off. And of that. you don't have to justify it because your doctor's giving it to you. That's right. Here's your justification, <laughs> written and signed with a red pen. Right. All right, uh, Corey Doctorow writing on Boing Boing and a couple, there was a couple other places I saw this. It made it to uh, the top of the subreddit over there, hotboxpodcast.com slash subreddit. Uh, DEA, 
the administrator, Maya, Michelle Leonhardt, she was appointed by Bush, right? Uh, she was questioned by Jared Polis, Democrat of Colorado, in a House Judiciary subcommittee hearing. Polis asked Leonhardt about the relative harms arising from prescription painkillers, marijuana, heroin, and crystal meth. Ooh. Breaking bad. She is incapable of distinguishing between them and stonewalls on questions regarding whether some substances uh, might be more addictive than others. Uh, It's a rather astonishing performance and an amazing example of politicized science. One of America's top drug cops can't bring herself to say what practically every adult knows. Marijuana's harms, whatever they are, are not in the same league as heroin or crystal meth. Does that surprise you? I mean, I would like to think she's that getting there's paid a, to have that position. I mean, she's getting paid yeah. to have that that mindset. Like, yeah. and think about like the border patrol guys that just by voicing their right, they get and passing opinion. Yeah. You know, they lose their yeah. job now with this position. Do you think though, or is there is this genuine? Does she like genuinely, and that's why they picked her for the job? What's or do the you difference? Th- well, one one denotes. Like a motive, like Same an outcome. underlying agenda for it. The other is just, you want me to have this job? Oh, yeah, cool. Same yeah, outcome, I, though. Well, yeah, same, yeah. So regardless so of the, the reasoning behind it, like, they're getting the same outcome. So whether it was her actual moral position or that was what she had to do to keep the job. Which right. in, the, in that political and realm. Here's, I mean, the questions. Is crack, miss, excuse me, miss, is crack worse for a person than marijuana? <laughs> No uh, comment. I believe all illegal drugs are bad. Good answer. Miss, miss, is methamphetamine worse for somebody's health than marijuana? Is heroin worse for somebody's health than marijuana? Okay, again, all drugs. All of them. <laughs> yes, no, or I don't know. If you don't know this, you can look this up. You could Google it. It's okay. You should know this. You know, being the chief administrator for the DEA, I'm asking a straightforward question. She says, the heroin was highly addictive, but you're being subjective. You're asking a subjective question. (laughs) After being pressed further, she conceded that heroin was more addictive than marijuana, but added, but some people become addicted to marijuana and some people become addicted to meth. It's all, it all comes out in the wash, (laughs) you know. When we, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, I mean, that's all you're gonna die anyway, eventually from you know, cancer that the, we the engineered problem. for it's you. The problem with being mortal, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, well, we're working on that. Right, just you know, <laughs> okay. it's heroin, cannabis, methamphetamine, or just being mortal. I mean, you're gonna die one way or another. And that's the, there are there's a bunch of comments in here, and this the that anonymous coward he says or she says you ask someone a question that the correct answer to could result in them losing money slash powder comedy ensues it is a failing in most humans but it is epic when the person who is supposed to be in charge can't make a case beyond well it's illegal no it's illegal illegal is bad okay (laughs) it's so like that that sums it up perfectly so the the, <sighs> the moral positions where they uh, feel that they such need a to slippery slippery slope you know, that we're spread that blanket over the rest of us right, you know that soft right. warm <sighs> cozy blanket <sighs> of protection that the DEA offers us with the war on drugs <sighs> oh. it's like a big uh, uh, you know what's that really soft material the the velvet. It's a big no, velvetine something else. Yeah, you know the war on drugs is just a nice. Let's go with down comforter that you can wrap yourself all up in and feel safe with. Yeah. Well, I'll put a link to this video in the show notes. You can watch the the awkward uh, take place there. So we uh, uh, <laughs> Obama is uh, we we talked about this back. I, I don't. Do you see this happening? Because I still. I don't think so. I don't, and if he does, I think people are going to be like, you're a liar. Go home. No, they're not. That's just are the they, most fucked up thing is, about do you really the think federal political again? game. Is that... Again? I don't know if Obama has followed through with one thing that he's he said. He's used every controversial 
topic as a point of yes <laughs> like right. to get votes but i don't know if he's actually done anything you know he's gone against what he has said in almost every case but nobody is holding anyone accountable for this kind of thing like well no i mean how could you it just makes me think that you know you know birds of a feather flock together and right. so like if if you aren't it just i think it just makes it more evident that you are no better than that pathological liar. You know, like if if you can make But if we all say seem, that's good, then that becomes the norm because we all said so, right? And I think that's what's happening. And that's why this corruption is all okay. Out. <laughs> you know, all of this corruption is okay because, right. you know, it's 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 become the new standard level of, of right. getting to the top of It's your, almost it's almost like it's like a dramatic version. You know, it's it like is, right? it's like C SPAN should be like C SPAN extreme. Extreme you know, like now with like, more explosions. Right. Or, you know, Metal how many lies can just, you pick out in the next thirty seconds? Right, you know what I'm right. saying? Like you know which ones are lies. You know it's just so dramatic and so like it's it's like more entertaining for people. Like, but so, so it's, tragic it's about the at ratings. the same time. Politics is all about the ratings and votes. What's the difference? Wow, that that just blew my mind a little bit. It's such a big TV show. Somebody should typically cancel it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Next. Next. I've already seen In this. Thank you. C-SPAN's like, instead, we're just going to air Beavis and Butthead marathon <laughs> right. there instead go. of the congressional meeting. Mixed with because episode. you might actually learn something from this episode of Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> instead of watching this ridiculous rhetoric being thrown around that has no meaning. This theater. It, exactly. There's theater no truth the to this. They're just trying to prove their own moral points. To pass legislation to and the more that they do that, the more relevance they give to their own positions and jobs and that whole what is it called monarchy theocracy? What is it? What is that whole the whole thing? Chaos, chaos, and discord, (laughs) corruption. Uh, Although Obama organized crime at its finest, at its fucking finest. Yeah, just running the world. Yeah, into the ground. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Although Obama campaigned on and was elected on the pledge to end the federal crackdown on cannabis in states that had passed medical marijuana laws, the Justice Department, working in conjunction with the IRS, has actually increased huh, increased the war on medical marijuana, forcing patients, some of whom have terminal or life-threatening illness, let's keep in mind, into the black market to buy their medicine. I think, though, that wasn't, like, the only thing. He wasn't just, like... Free weed, niggas, and then like everybody voted for him. Like it right. was, it was a little more than that, but that was one kind of side note that, like, oh, and by the way, well, he had to, he had to relate with all sorts of different voting demographics, right? And and sometimes when the two demographic, when the two demographics conflict, you'll say whatever, just in different occasions, right. you'll appeal to this demographic during this Even if what you say to speech, them is opposite of what you just said to these people over here, you're still willing to do that right. to save face for each group. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's a terrible Because to... most people don't follow a, a political campaign well enough to catch those flip-flops. Right. You know, they just, or, you know, their friend will be like, oh, did you hear the speech? You know, he totally supports this. But then when and he... And that's all it takes. Right. And then the people. next speech he gives... He totally doesn't support He discredits this. that and thinks it's <laughs> yeah, terrible, yeah. but you don't hear about that because your friend didn't, you know what I'm saying? Or however you get that information, which normally you don't. Right. And half of the Americans that... Uh, half of the American citizens that vote you know, only a small percentage of them are even educated voters. And yeah. the percentage of people that vote that even have a grasp on what's going on? Slim minority. To none. Minority. Very. Minority. minority. Yeah. Um, the backlash against Obama's hypocrisy may well be playing a factor in rising support for legalizing not just medical but recreational as well. The president, uh, I'm not even going to read that. Democratic uh, pollsters said that in Colorado, 45% of Obama's surge voters, voters who drink surge, I don't know, uh, people voting for the first time in 08 said they would be more interested in turning out again if marijuana legalization were on the ballot. I'm only going to vote if it's for pot because I vote for (laughs) pot, bro, dude, and that's it. Because that's what's important to them. Such as pot 
bro, bro. <laughs> like, although the president can't nullify congressional law, he can instruct federal prosecutors to use their discretion in prioritizing their resources when prosecuting more serious crimes. And Could he? We see how well that happened last time he made a recommendation to, right? to not prioritize medical marijuana industries. Clearly oh, nobody... that really just backfired and ate everyone in their ass. Yeah, nobody got the memo. Right. Well, everyone all. got the memo, but then they were most... like, yeah, right. April Fools. <laughs> yeah, right. Like... Our new president. So funny. <laughs> Let's go raids. Yeah. So... You, you got to think, too, for like the DEA. I, I don't know. I've been watching. I've been trying to catch up on Breaking Bad because I never seen it before. So I started season one. And it seems to me that the DEA like busting marijuana dispensaries and any pot related if that's their sole proprietorship business is pot like that would be a freaking breeze compared to rolling into like hazmat gear meth lab explosions or heroin junkie alleys or any other Right. Like that's that's where I want to work is like right. busting marijuana, you know. That's you, the safe. That's the safe. That is zone, right. That's where you know? a DEA goes when they retire. Is like they go into the the D. I mean, if you notice some of those gentlemen that were conducting the raids, I couldn't see them, and I don't know. I don't know them, but I'm just saying I couldn't see them rolling into like you know Columbia's cocaine den and raiding. Right. <laughs> Raiding a, a, a well-armed cartel or, right. or whatever, but I don't they'd know. rather roll up on it, the stoners. Exactly right. Like they don't so, even own guns because they don't think they need them. They, they brought paintball guns. Too. <laughs> they don't. Right? It just seems like a much a much more relaxing job. But you know that's too bad. All right. Um. You want? We should mention this. Uh. The the Governor Christie thing, right? You you had some comments about that earlier pre-show. Just another uh, prime example of how our elected officials will flip-flop, say one thing to one group, and then turn around and say the exact opposite thing. Or, you know, like, stand up and say, oh, we can't, you know, we can't uh, go against federal law. Right. Cause... Well, well, unless it's going to benefit me, and then, yeah, fuck well, the sure. federal government, and <laughs> we're going to allow gambling. Well, like, even yeah. though the federal government, we're going to allow gambling on sports. But, mine. but, you know what, we can't go against the federal law when it comes to marijuana, but with gambling, well, fuck hey, it. Everyone needs a standard, right? Everyone needs a line. Right. That That's the line. And gambling is okay, but marijuana use right. is not. He's, yeah. <laughs> and in Montana, we have, you know, the real ID thing. Like, right. th- that was one of the first things that the Montana government said, no, we're not doing the real ID thing, which is in, a, in against, you know, federal regulation. And then, you know, with Obama Healthcare, Montana said, no, right. we're not, we're not going to get lost with that shit. But then... When it comes to cannabis, oh, we can't we can't go against the federal government, you guys. Like, are you you know what kind of chaos would ensue if we if we went against the federal government? Mm, uh, we, we, you know, we we'd never do something like that. Well, except for the five or six other times that we've done it, right? The but wolves, that was it. You know, wolves, uh, uh, guns, uh, real ID, health care. All of those things are totally fine to go against the federal government. But with cannabis, whoa, mm mm, big deal. I got the memo. So he said Friday he would veto a measure to decrim possession of small amounts. He, just small amounts. He said no. So uh, there you go. Uruguay, on the other hand, on the international side of things, I guess we have some international listeners just wanting to hear about this real quick. Uh, the Uruguay government unveiled a proposal to legalize and monitor the marijuana market. The whole thing. Black, white, gray, whatever. Uh, arguing that the drug is less harmful than the black market where it is trafficked. Which is true, right? There's more. There's more harm to come to a person in the in in acquiring the cannabis than there is actually sitting at home and smoking the cannabis. Depending on where yeah. you live, not Probably. not saying for everybody, but you know, you right. got to roll through the hood, and you're a white kid that just wants a bowl. Like you know, that could be dangerous. You're a kid. You're gonna get mugged or whatever. I mean, you. It's. I think a lot of that too is because the black market is is all encompassing. So. You have the marijuana next to the heroin, next to the meth, next to, you know, sure the junkie selling it. But, Depending uh, on where you live. Exactly. Definitely. Uh, President Jose, uh, his government will send a bill to Congress shortly on this as part of a package of measures to fight crime in the South American country. The government will also urge that marijuana sales be legalized worldwide. <laughs> uh, he said the measure could disc 
discourage the use of so-called hard drugs. Just smoke weed, son. That's all. Sounds like we need to go to Uruguay. All right. Show our support. I, we support you. Here's Ur- some money Jose. to the... The support you, sir. Uruguayan? 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 Sure. Government? Like, here's some money. We support your cause. Wow, thank you. Marijuana consumption is already legal in Uruguay. Here's 50 cents. He says, quote, we want to fight against two different things. One is drug consumption, and the other is drug trafficking. We think the ban on certain drugs is creating more problems in society than the drug itself. Wow. Oh, my God. Where, Where did they find this guy? Right? He's going to get assassinated. How did he, yeah, I was just going <laughs> to say, how, out, where dude. did they find some uncorrupted, reasonable person? That sounded like halfway rational. Yeah, just I reasonable. Mean, re- yeah, completely. He must have not, like, he must be new to politics. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't think you know how this works. <laughs> Listen right. here. Asshole. We, we create up. fear about things. <laughs> we govern by fear, not logic. God yeah. damn it. Our whole system's going to fall apart if you keep I talking know. like that. You better put them in the closet with the rest of the Uruguayans. Uh, so he said the bill would legalize and set rules for the production and sale of marijuana, but would not allow people to grow. I did not just mean that all Uruguayans were gay. I meant... I know that, what you meant. Okay. I hope the listeners did, I, too. That just... Okay. Uh, the government did not give details on how the new system would work. They're waiting to hear back from Matt and Ian of the Hotbox uh, with that proposal so in Uruguay about 75 million dollars changes hands each year in the illegal marijuana trade that's it 75 mil that's not too just bad. marijuana yeah I know that's that's a re- how, how many big people Uruguay? yeah I was just gonna ask like a little guy right I mean is there like you know 50 million people there it's all spelled weird U-G-U-A-Y you're I mean, the average way. the average person spends you know to anywhere between a hundred and three hundred dollars a month in cannabis. It's about sixty eight thousand square miles. That's so not that's very big. Yeah, it's not like an island. It's not I would very love big. Love to go there. Maybe that's eight one point eight million people live in the capital, and they only have seventy five dollars seventy five million here. Three point three million people overall. With one point, there's got to be a lot of cannabis smokers there. I guess if right? three point three million people spend seventy five million a year in cannabis, sounds like a nice place. It borders the state of Rio Grande do Sul, Brazil to the north, and the provinces of Corrientes and Entre Rios and Argentina to the west. Yeah, Argentina. I'm telling yeah, you, it's a nice place. Come December. It's going to be looking One better and better. One of the most economically developed countries in South America with a high GDP per capita and the 48th highest human development index in the world. As I like of 2011. It. Right? I like it. And the first by human development in Latin America when inequality is factored in. I like that um, other countries are now starting to be ahead of the United States. Well, and States check this out. They were fundamentally. the first South American country to legalize same-sex and different-sex civil unions at a national level and to allow gay adoption. Wow. Just forward thinking. Time, right? Like, here, you can all have kids that nobody yeah. wants. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, at least you want them. Right, right? Thank you for wanting these kids that so, normal couples did not. Right. There you go. That's pretty cool. I like Uruguay. Uruguay and Bolivia were the only countries in the Americas which did not go into recession <laughs> as a result of the late 2000s financial crisis. Imagine that. I wonder why. Because huh. they didn't buy into all it the It was also the first nation t- in the Americas to test hemp cultivation. Wow. And became the first nation, in, this is just a quiz for Uruguay here, but the first nation in 09 to provide every school child with a free laptop and internet. I'm going to Uruguay. <laughs> Peace, guys. <laughs> I'm going to Uruguay. Like what? Like wow. this small country obviously has their. Oh, and by the way, it's run by blood diamond drug lords. No, <laughs> like that. Who what gives a shit? Right? They're doing all. It's right. not any worse than what we have leading our country. <laughs> right? We're not blood diamond drug czars, but There's we're blood, but Wall Street. Time- yeah, you know, yeah. insider trading, whatever, war mongering. Oil stealing. That sounds like a country that's just chilling it. And right? like just taking care of their own their business. They got theirs. They got theirs. <laughs> They're getting theirs. I'm thinking about going down there and getting mine. <laughs> Alright, we had another study uh that says marijuana legalization does not increase the probability of use. 
uh, several states, including Michigan, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Oregon, Washington, and Colorado, uh, considering lifting the prohibition of marijuana and the acceptance of medical marijuana growing, counterarguments loom over whether legalization will increase probability of use amongst high school students. Daniel Iris, professor of economics at the University of Colorado, says nay. There is anecdotal evidence that medical marijuana is finding its way into the hands of teenagers, but no statistical evidence that legalization increases the probability of use. Which is something we've discussed several times, several saying times. that if you want to use cannabis, You're you are probably cannabis. already using it and yep. taking the risk with the legal system, like Pretty much. everybody else. Uh, the study is not yet peer-reviewed and contradicts what the U.S. government believes to be true, that legalization would, in fact, increase probability of use uh, with the damage caused by alcohol through all age groups, as well as the medical problems created by smoking tobacco. Perhaps the government should concentrate their efforts on battling nicotine and alcohol addiction. Good idea. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, this this was up there, too, that uh, somebody wanted us to talk about. That in... Colorado, if you're a medical marijuana patient, you're not going to be treated like a sex offender anymore. I wow. guess they were getting treated like sex offenders, right? Having to I register think- like, hi, go knock door to door like, I smoke cannabis because right. you know, I'm, I'm dying your- of cancer or whatever. Right. I'm your neighbor. I'm I your just- neighbor. <laughs> I feel oh. terrible that I have to tell you this. If you see me naked, passed out on the lawn, just you know, it's because I'm on cannabis. So <laughs> hey, don't mind me. Uh, Back in April, Colorado Bureau of Investigations Director Ron Sloan said patients might be pre-flagged in the CBI system so that someone undergoing a background check would automatically show as a medical marijuana patient without a direct query. Much the same way names of sex offenders just pop up currently. Which, I mean, that's medical records, and, I mean, does it pop up that you have herpes? Or, like, I mean, does... That seems weird. Like he's he's got he's got all of these problems, and he smokes pot. Oh, and he's a, me- a child sex offender, <laughs> also. It's good to know. It's, it's treated the same. Yeah. I mean, it really is. And in the legal system, sex crimes are sex especially cells. heinous. You know what I mean? I mean, they're they're treated with. Uh, right. With a heavier hammer, sure. and I think a lot of drug cases are treated the same way. Like, uh, uh, I think judges like to set examples and they're, yeah, with yeah. drug offenders. They like to be... They like to set examples, you know? they I'm not letting they, my society go down in the drug-burning flames of hell. Right. Not over my watch. As he's drinking scotch. Right. On my space, skeezing on hose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's terrible. So, that's so true. Yeah. But so true. It happens. So, it happens. Uh, what's up with uh, marijuana losing its position as the number one gateway drug? That's... I didn't. I mean, cannabis is just losing out left and right. Uh, it's not harmful. It's not as harmful as it used to be. I know. I thought you know, it's it's it it doesn't make uh, colored people heroin, look man. at white women anymore. Screw this. It's not the number one gateway drug. What is the number one gateway drug? Uh, bath salts. Bath salts. MDVP. <laughs> I would say probably Ritalin, methylphenidate, or possibly caffeine. Depending on how broad your, you know, I, your definition I, of what a drug I'm, is, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say prescriptions from parents' drug cabinet. I'm oh, gonna say prescriptions yeah. from parents' drug cabinets. Kids sneaking a pill here or there because they see parents taking them. Oh, I gotta take one of my pain pills. Then they hear about pain pills getting you high, so they right. steal like, one of those. I gotta take a few of these pain pills. <laughs> right. Like I, I'm gonna oh, say that it's right. it's. Uh, uh, stealing medication from another individual and experimenting with a prescription and drug. the dare program. Sure. For as long as the Department of Justice has tracked drug abuse, marijuana was the first time users' drug of choice. But in 2010, watch out! Prescription pills yeah. took it over. Good and, call. Yeah. National drug assessments show that more Which than Ritalin is a prescription. Two th- drug, well, that is true. You're, uh, more than 2,000 adolescents a day try pills for the first time. <laughs> Falling in love again for the first <laughs> time. <laughs> Just relapse left There's probably and like right. an 80s retro song that oh, I know. Just fit perfect to that, you know? <laughs> Is this love that I'm feeling? And, it's, and the other thing, 
you know, in, in all actuality, like if you think about it from these young people's point of view, uh, pain pills are a lot easier to conceal. Oh, for than real. A, than an eighth of herb. Yeah, yeah. You know, they walking don't smell, down the high, they don't. Yeah, they don't, walking down the yeah. high school hallway with a with an eighth of some stank in your pocket. Oh, man. Everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone knows. Teachers like you know? smell them. But with a bag of pills or whatever. Yeah, nobody knows. You know, and some of the prescription opiates, like, you know, if you you were a younger person that could find fentanyl patches, you just got to stick that thing on you and it's nobody's business. Good. Yeah, you don't even have to take pills. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to, like, visually give any indications that you're using drugs. It's just on you. You're, you're, You're already... I don't know if is there a proper term, you know how like you're stoned or or spun out or you know tripping or sure, frying. Sure. Is there a, is there a term when you are like dazed, dazed when you're just really uh, high on opiates? Oh, uh, nodding out or yeah, being just dazed. I guess instead of what do the kids or, call it? That's what I'm saying. Like I don't know. Oh kids, man, let's go get kids. If you know, like <laughs> let's go. Like what do you call it if you're gonna like let's go do go. opiate drugs? Like instead, let's go get baked or stoned let's or go get high. You know, like that's what I always used to call it. Allegedly, I would just say let's go get high. Let's, yeah. let's go get. I don't yeah. know. I just thought maybe if there's a slang term that I didn't know about with the prescription pills. Yeah. Chat room listeners, Chat room, do you anybody? have any input? Email info at hotboxpodcast.com if you do after the the show's over. Um. So yeah, they they said that more than two thousand trying pills for the first time. Uh, almost 4 billion prescriptions written in the U.S. in 2010. 4 billion. Cha-ching. God, that's so much. So many pills. Just, See you next month. See you next, like, all day long. That's all you do. I'd like to see a how it's made kind of thing about uh, that would be a pharmaceutical cool. like factory from from the opiate poppies farms. Yeah, of, like of I, I, would, I would really like, like to yeah, see yeah. like how oxycotton is made and the volume that it is made all in. the way into into a spoon and a needle for some guy, <laughs> then just watching and. <laughs> uh, didn't they do that in uh, that movie? Uh, yeah, they kind of uh, did, huh? Uh, the hell was it called? Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, that's the one where they kinda, show yeah. the eye, like <laughs> like the process, their eyes dilating. Yeah. Their, you know what I mean? Interesting. That guy's shit got fucked up in that movie. <laughs> ass to ass. I, I allegedly may have been high on some amphetamine-like <laughs> drugs when I watched that movie for the first time. And I think it took me about two weeks to recover from, like, the ass head trip. Oh, the head yeah. trip that I got from watching a drug... Like, watching that movie about drug addiction while being Part- on a being drug. Being an active participant. Yeah, you know, and it was like trip. one of those things where, yeah, you know, right. for the next two weeks I didn't use any substance. You, you didn't think drink. Like it's I didn't, in your head. Because, well, the thing I thought was the most shocking was the was mom, the the mother, you know, with yeah. her diet pills and, and that whole thing. Like, I saw that, I saw that not exact kind of character and, and people but in my family. But, but that, patterns. you know, like, just that, that yeah, the behavior or that uh, how important it would be to somebody to be able to go on television or and like the like the what you would do extreme to means to yeah. to, to go crazy. that way and That's... especially how uncomfortable people are, including myself with like their weight or how they look, you know. And 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 I mean that movie. When all the beauty so pageant moms, I think, are kind of like that too. Like nowadays, we want to talk their... about some people oh that need God. to be put in jail. Crazy. We talked about those on the jam hole once because I was watching wow. toddlers and tiaras on something I allegedly downloaded. I was like, I didn't think that was a real thing. Holy shit! Right, it right. blew my fucking mind, dude. I was just like, whoa, right, whoa. So, yeah. All right. Well, any other uh, stories we needed to touch on? I think that was about all of them. Thank you guys for joining us for the live show. Make sure you. Submit stories throughout the week to hotboxpodcast.com slash subreddit or just go to Reddit and check out our subreddit there. Uh, yeah, you can also email stories info at hotboxpodcast.com if you'd like, but please just put them there because that's where I will end up putting them anyway. So oh, and help, and, uh, help a brother out. What's the... Uh, uh we should give a shout out to the person that... Oh, yeah. There's somebody in the subreddit was like, hey, I like your... I love your podcast. Make love to it. Yeah, I've had sex with your podcast, <laughs> yeah. and it didn't call me the next day. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. So. Well, you know, we only, you know, podcast only goes on air once a week, so yeah. you only get to talk, you only get to 
So it's a once a week kind of thing. I can kind of relate to you that. You know, it's not a daily thing. You know what I mean? It's a once a week. But thing. It, it prolongs. It's kind of like a, a married joy. couple. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't happen every day. If you so, if you only saw your significant other once a week, right? Your joy would just be prolonged, right? Because you would always miss them. Right. I think that's the key to a relationship. But if we, but if, but if, <laughs> you know, if the week. podcast catches you, you know, seeing other podcasts. Oh, that bitch is crazy. <laughs> I wouldn't even. Oh man, I yeah. can't. <laughs> I, I there ain't nothing I can do at that point. Uh, I mean, wow! Talk about crazy bitch. All right, Ian. Later. If you like, you like we where where you need to. If you like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening.